0: well good morning y'all um i don't know about you but it is really starting to feel like groundhogs day around my house every day day in and day out the same thing and i can tell you this for sure i was not built for quarantine uh this uh this crisis has hit us all in different ways but I think that what we all have in common right now is that there is this eerie uncertainty about what's next. What does the world look like when this thing is over? How will my life be different? And I think that that kind of uncertainty can quietly cause this underlying stress that we may not even be aware of. And so the question is, as we move into the next phase of this thing, how do I navigate it? How do I find the faith that I need in the midst of this kind of uncertainty? Well, I'd like to... uh, Look at a story this morning from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14. and In the story, we, we catch a glimpse of what it means to find faith in the midst of uncertainty. Uh, the story begins one day as the sun is setting and Jesus is settling down after a very long, emotionally draining day. He has uh, just found out that his close friend and cousin, John the Baptist, has just been killed. And so he sends his disciples out to take the boat out onto the other side of the lake. And by the way, this lake is no small lake. This is like a Lake Michigan kind of a lake. And so while they set out by boat, Jesus goes up on the nearby mountainside by himself and he begins to collect his thoughts and pray. And after some time... Uh, some serious weather begins to blow in. And the disciples find themselves out on the boat in the middle of a pretty pretty scary storm. Matthew says that it is now sometime between 3 and 6 a.m. and the boat is a considerable distance from shore. It appears as though the disciples are stranded out on the lake and they can't get back. When all of a sudden... They see something that they can't quite describe. And in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 14, starting with verse 25, it says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Now this is something you can't even really fathom, right? I mean it'd be one thing if the weather was clear and the water was calm and they could you know literally see Jesus coming to them from a distance and it would be a little weird but you could at least still know what's going on. But to be walking out there on the water in the middle of the lake, in the middle of a pretty wicked storm where nobody can quite figure out who it is, that'll freak you out. And so at first, they think he's a ghost because they could barely see anything and they couldn't even have imagined that it would be Jesus. But then suddenly... They hear his voice. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And in that moment, they know. It's Jesus. In times of uncertainty, it is difficult for us to hear the voice of God, isn't it? I mean, it's hard enough on a good day when things are calm and all tranquilo. But when the storms of life hit and chaos ensues, it gets really tough. So how do we overcome whatever it is that holds us back from hearing the voice of God, from having that kind of connection with him in the good times and the bad? What is it that will eventually cause us to move from Kind of this casual place in our Christian faith to where our faith is a faith that is meaningful and deep rather than out of a sense of convenience. To put it in biblical terms, where we move from this kind of intellectual belief to a deep sustaining faith. Because I think a whole lot of people have belief. In fact, the Bible says that even the demons in hell believe in God and fear him. There was a survey done not too long ago that revealed that over 98% of people in America have a belief in God. Belief is not enough. If belief is a head thing, then I'm going to describe faith as a heart thing. It's what drives the direction and purpose of our lives which is the situation that Peter finds himself here in, he's got to move from having a belief that it is Jesus, where he understands that it's Jesus intellectually standing there in the middle of the lake in front of him, to now having a faith in Jesus that is strong enough that will cause him to take the next step, that will cause him to move out of his comfort zone and do something that's way outside the norm. And so in verse 28, it says that Peter steps up and he says, Lord, if it's you, then tell me to come to you on the water. And it's almost like Jesus calls his bluff. And he says, okay, come on then. And so Peter, without even thinking about it, gets down out of the boat and starts to walk on the water walking toward Jesus. So this is an incredible moment that Peter's experiencing here, right? I mean, can you imagine how shocked the other disciples must have been as they watch Peter walking on the water heading toward Jesus? I mean, it's unbelievable. Quite frankly, I I wouldn't be surprised if Jesus himself was just a little bit shocked that Peter isn't pulling this thing off right now. For a moment in time, Peter's faith is so strong that it's literally carrying him across the water. Now, you can say a lot of things about Peter, but you have to admit that this guy in this moment, has overcome his fears and he takes a risk that I'm guessing that none of us would ever do. I mean, the other disciples certainly didn't. They didn't get out of the boat. It was just Peter flying solo out there, walking to Jesus. A lot of us, we put our faith in Jesus only when we have to. It's a type of faith, but it's more of what I'd call a faith in a pinch sort of thing. If we're honest, we tend to keep our faith up on a shelf and we pull it out only when we need it, like when we're going through a tough time. And so hard times hit, we whip out that faith and we pray like crazy and we lean on God during those hard times But then when things get back to normal and things start going well again, we put our faith back up on the shelf and we say, thanks God, I'll take it from here. But the Bible talks about a different kind of faith. It talks about this kind of a a saving faith. An all-encompassing, life-changing, I surrender all kind of faith a faith that drives our life's purpose and passion. And all the weight of our entire life falls squarely on Jesus. Because let's face it, there's a difference between sticking your toe in the water and jumping in head first. Now, I'm somebody who routinely takes risks in my business all the time. And every time I do a deal, my attorneys will call me up and they will try and scare the bejeebers out of me and they will list all the reasons why I shouldn't do the deal because of all the things that could possibly go wrong. But in the end, I take the risk and I do the deal. However, there is a big difference between the risk that I take in the business world versus the risk that I take in following Jesus, which is way more complicated And way more difficult. Because there's a big difference. Between believing that it really is Jesus. Who is standing there walking towards you on the water. Right now. And getting out of the boat. And doing it yourself. Taking the next step. Of moving deeper in our faith in Jesus. Will always require us to get out of the boat. To risk something. To move out of our comfort zone into a life that is way more uncomfortable than just intellectually believing that God exists. Now, we get the impression that Peter had this kind of all in faith that we've been talking about in this moment because while logic would tell you that if you're in a boat in the middle of the storm, you ride it out in the boat, right? But what Peter instinctively knew is that it was safer to be out in the storm with Jesus than it was to be without him in the perceived safety of the boat. However, unfortunately, it doesn't take last long because in verse 30, it says, But when Peter looks around and he sees the storm around him, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cries out, Lord, save me. I would imagine that there were a few moments there where Peter is feeling pretty darn good about himself. Going, dude, you're freaking walking on the water. You're crushing this. Is anybody getting this on video? And then, just for a moment, just a split second, he stops. Reality sets in, and he says to himself, Hey, you can't walk on the water. He becomes distracted. He takes his eyes off Jesus for just a second, just long enough, that he begins to sink. Now, you have to admit that you have to be just a little bit relieved that he blows it here, aren't you? Honestly, I mean, weren't you hoping just a little bit that he was going to bite the dust? Because can you imagine the precedent that this would set for the rest of us if he actually makes it walking on the water all the way to Jesus without falling? How high the bar of faith would would be I know I don't want to be the one who's out there in the middle of a storm trying to prove how strong my faith is really by trying to walk on water. I mean, sometimes I can barely make it to church. But does this ever happen to you where you're going along so great? Faith is strong. You're in the God zone. Life is good. But then, just for a split second, You get distracted. You take your eyes off Jesus. And by the time you realize what's happening, you're sinking. And no matter how hard you try to get it back, no matter how hard you try to recover out of it, there's no going back. And I hate that. But I have to tell you that it happens to be more than I'd like to admit. Many of us have gone through a faith crisis at some point or another in our lives. But honestly, that's just part of the human experience. Because faith is not perfect. In fact, it's pretty messy. And that's where Jesus comes in. Because in verse 31, it says, Immediately, Jesus reaches out his hand for Peter. And he catches him. And he looks at him and he says, Oh, you of little faith. Why'd you doubt? We don't know for sure, but I don't get the impression that Jesus is being critical here or beating him up for his lack of faith by not being able to make it all the way and falling. I mean, his faith is way stronger than mine because I ain't getting out of the boat. I am in back in the boat with the rest of the disciples. I think this is just Jesus being disappointed and saying, "Dang, you were doing so good. You so could have made it if you would have just kept your eyes on me. You almost had it." Peter's faith in Jesus may have been weak and his love may have been imperfect but it was real. And that's all that Jesus asks of us, that we come to him with a faith that is authentic and true, no matter how messy it is, as long as it's real. There comes a point in our lives when we come to the realization that it really is safer to be with Jesus out there in the storms of life where it may be more uncomfortable and risky than it is to be without him in the perceived safety net of our lives. Faith is not about playing it safe. It's about being all in. Loving Jesus with everything that we have inside of us. Our faith may waver from time to time, but it's our faith that makes us Who we are. It's our faith that gives definition to our lives. It shapes the decisions that we make and 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 the words that we speak. It causes us to take risks and to live differently. I think that as we're trying to find the faith to sustain us in these uncertain times, what we're going to find is that our faith will not be perfect. And there will be times that we will doubt and there'll be times that we will fall because there will be moments when we take our eyes off of the things that are really important in this life. But we have this promise that whenever it is that we start to fall, if we'll just reach out to him, it's Jesus who will reach out his hand and catch us every single time And look at us as if to say, why'd you doubt? You almost had it. As we get on to the other side of this crisis and we start walking into the new normal, will we put our faith back up on the shelf until the next crisis hits? Or can we move forward into this new thing in a faith that will carry us through this uncertainty? That at the end of the day, that we can have certainty in the midst of uncertainty and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when we start to fall, he's got you.